Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Oh, man, back-to-back Fridays. You know we're ready to rage here on Nuanas Now. What's up, everybody? Rajim's got his Friday purple on. What up? That's because it's like actually football season, right? Like it's game day. It's going to be game day Friday in less in than a month. three weeks. How about that? Three weeks from tonight, yeah, folks. so cool, man. Rajim Subrook in studio with me. Coulter Nuanas here on Nuanas Now. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal week. Thanks for tuning in with us. You can always check us out on the radio, as you already are, or maybe on the television, as you already are, SWX Montana TV. You can also always get us on the ESPN Montana app, and you can stream the show, 1029ESPN.com. You want to be a part of the show? We got free pizza pie for you coming up in about an hour and 15 minutes. We got a large pizza from Front Street Pizza. So remember this number, 406-888-1029. That's 888 You're going to have to make a deal with me, though. The deal is, if you win the pizza, you got to go get it tonight. I mean, they're going to, you're going to win it. They're going to put it in the oven. You got to go get it. It's pretty easy. Uh, Just give it to me. <laughs> That's what I'm eating for dinner tonight, man. She wants the pizza so We're going to hook you up with one of these pizzas. I'm a fat man. I like food. <laughs> you're looking like so spelt, though, man. It's like inspiring. You're like This used to be like team offensive line, and now this is like the offensive lineman and the fullback or something. That's what I used to play, yeah, and then, then, then I got older and my back went full. <laughs> a lot to get to today. We're going to talk, of course, a bunch about football. I know we had a heavy basketball-flavored show the last couple days, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh just, just kind of the time of year, Montana State going on their international tour. So we had a couple of the uh, the chaps from London, as it were. Uh, Chris Haslam and Jabril Bello on the show earlier this week. <laughs> and also had a, a long interview with Fallon Frigi, former Big Sky MVP yesterday. But we're going to talk pretty much exclusively about football. I do want to get Rajim's thoughts about Brittany Griner. Not necessarily the specifics of the situation, but maybe... Sad. So, sort of like the, the symbol of what this is, is though, too. I mean, because on an individual level, it certainly is sad. It's also crazy, though, because it's like a lesson in geopolitics, kind of. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is the headline this week is that Brittany Griner is going to prison in Russia for nine years. I think we are far from the end of this, uh, this saga. So we're going to get to that. There's a lot in this story, a lot Truth. that's, uh, you know... Not the greatest thing in the world to talk about, but I, I do find, you know, aside from the individualism of it, the sort of the microcosm of what it is, what is happening right now, it is fascinating. I mean, there's a lot of politics behind it. There's a lot of um, race, culture, you know, I mean, gender, former Cold War tendencies, gender. I mean, there's a lot of things that are involved in this. So we'll talk a little bit about that. 
Uh, I'm also going to do some history lessons. We haven't done my favorite book in quite some time. I keep propping it up on the table. But we haven't gotten to uh, any recent updates in the last couple weeks. For those who have been following along, you loyal listeners out there, I got this sweet book. My mother gave it to me. I don't know where she got it from. But she, uh, excuse me, but the book is the 100 Greatest Sports Stars, uh, 100 Greatest Sports Superstars. Copyright 1954. <laughs> so it's basically of the first half of the 20th century. Interesting to um, to rehash some of the history. So do that uh, to close hour number one. And then we're going to have a fun NFL conversation. We're have a little bit of NFL buy-sell. We're going to do like a little quarterback draft. But it's not necessarily a draft as much as making a list of rankings and then adjusting the list of rankings. So Rajim will pick a quarterback. Okay, I got Patrick Mahomes. Then I'll say, okay, you know, I got whoever I'm going to take, and then we'll, that'll be like one, two, three, four. Then we'll see what our top 25 looks like, make some adjustments, see who maybe is underrated or overrated, or maybe if the where we would pick them compared to who's on the board. Uh, I, maybe that changes our opinion on these guys or maybe it you know, gives us some clarity on where they're at. So we'll do that as well. Bunch of fun NFL talk uh, for you, and uh, we're excited to get to it. I can't believe that. It's crazy, man. I love summer. I hate wishing time away. And uh, I still just can't believe that it's football season, and I'm so excited that it's football season. And, uh, I, yeah, I can't wait for Monday. I'm going to get to go watch a Grizz practice. I know you guys are going to start rolling here pretty soon. Can't wait to go see Coach Oliver. Can't wait to go catch up with the new Hellgate coach, Ryan Nelson. Can't wait to go see my old guy, Matt Johnson. So uh, a lot a lot of excitement in the air. It's fun, even though summer kind of dwindles for us that work in football right around this time of year. This is still a uh, a super fun time, super exciting time for sure. I'm excited. It's a it's the transition of time. Uh, it's also the horizon of cooler temperatures and better commercials on television. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Rajiv Seabrook riding with us here on your Friday. That's your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions uh, in Western Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Must say uh, condolences to the Wahlberg family. I know Brent has worked in real estate for a really long time. He... Uh, Learned a lot of, of what he knows in the real estate world from his mother, and uh, she passed away mm-hmm. uh, late last month. So um, rest in peace to her. Obviously, a very influential lady in this community. She was involved in in so many different uh, different clubs and and you know the Grizz, the sporting events, all that sort of stuff. So um, just want to say, you know, Brent. I, I had never met Brent's mother, but he's a, Brent is a friend of mine, and I just wanted to pass on my condolences because they are great supporters of of this show and of, of athletics uh, around. The state of Montana. Also wanted to say uh, a, a bit of condolences to uh, the Kolb family, the Kotner family, the Doubleday family, uh, a, a group of people in Missoula that uh, I grew up with. Sharon Kolb passed away earlier this week as well. She had a couple boys that went to Sentinel, and uh, Sharon was well-known in this community, a great uh, mother and supporter. You know, She came up to me every single Grizz game and told me how much she loved this show and how much they loved how much women's basketball that we talked around here and how much she appreciated me covering the high school kids. She always gave me a big hug, and uh, she passed away earlier this week as well. And that that was uh, that was a tough one. You know, I, I'm I'm close with their family. I grew up with uh, her nieces and nephews. They were my neighbors my whole life. So I, I saw Aunt Sharon at uh, you know the neighborhood parties all the time, constantly. So uh, yeah, mm. you know, life life is a journey. Life is a circle. But uh, certainly Sharon uh, gone too soon. I mean, she was she was certainly not old enough to have to pass. But uh, Condolences to both of those families. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. On a happier note, it's a Friday, so that means we got free pizza for you coming up, but also that means we got coffee. I pulled up to Florence Coffee, though, and I, I gave uh, a more broad order. I wanted to bring some more treats back to the, the folks here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. So got a couple uh, Ice Joes for uh, for the, the other DJs that are in the house here at Missoula Broadcasting. And, of course, for our man Tommy. Tommy always wants a coffee. It's funny. When I make a call into the office, if I ask who's there and what do they want, I already know that Tommy wants one. So that's one on the list. I already know Rajim wants one, too. Those are things like factors in math. Those are called givens. Yeah, yeah givens, exactly. But it was funny because I pull up to the kiosk, and so then I also ordered Rajim a purple lotus. And uh, the, the young lady that was making it, she was like, Looking at me kind of funny, like, hmm, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, going to get yourself a Lotus. All right, like, what party are you going to later? You must be staying up all night. Uh, But it is a Friday night. You can stay up late. Go check out Florence Coffee Company, no matter where you're at uh, in the state of Montana. 
likely there's a foreign coffee company near you. What's up, dude? Like, what's been going on? It's actually funny. I've seen you within the week now uh, for the first time in a long time. We were kind of we were missing our weekly dates, but uh, how you doing, man? I don't know, man. I don't know if I should call you Carmen San Diego. We're trying to find out where in the world you are. Or just start calling you the Harlem Montana Globetrotter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, how fun was Carmen San Diego? That what a was flash not of the past. That was not my generation. That was mm, like I was right yeah, on old. the end. <laughs> you know, I, you're the one that's always saying that. I'm the one always arguing with you, man. I, I, mean, I can say it because I'm an old man, young buck. <laughs> I'll get up off this wheelchair and now just playing. Um, just living life, about to transition to fall and fall sports, and just already seeing the shift of energy in town and uh, seeing the shift from uh, summer AAU sports and travel to kids getting ready to represent their schools again on on uh, in many different sports on many different levels so just excited for the the whole back to school push uh not excited about the traffic increase that has taken Man, place no kidding right What's, uh, come on like we need a fire season for all these transplants to go back to where they need to, like i need <laughs> a harsh fire back, season man. and a harsh winter yeah see this is the thing though man is like this is where i'm at with all this stuff College athletics has fundamentally changed more in the last two years than it did at any time in my previous 14 years covering it. And it has been very hard to palate. It's been very overwhelming to try to report on and to analyze. Truth. A lot of me, like it's, it feels like you're getting your heart broken all the time because so many of the things you want college sports to be all about are are so so changing. But here's what I'm falling on is, is college sports is not going to stop changing. We have no. to we have to just reconcile ourselves with the way it is. I mean, you have to just abs- uh, you know absorb it, accept it, and then you know learn how to embrace some of the positive parts Truth. of it. And it's the same thing with the transplants in Missoula, man. People are not going to come to our sweet town. It's same thing with Bozeman. They're, they're, I mean, I, I've been all over the West now. I've been to all the college towns for the Big Sky Conference. I've been to most college towns in the West United States. Missoula's the it, man. It's as cool as it gets. So it's tough to to absorb. I, we just need an infrastructure. Truth, like we do, we need we need uh, better planning. We need to replan or something. We need like to replan, that. rezone, and not be so worried about making that fast buck sure. at the at the 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 chagrin of 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 eroding what makes Missoula backslash Montana such a great place to be. So yeah, I hear you. Here we go all over the map again, Coulter. Spin that wheel and throw that dart. <laughs> Well, I do want to get to uh, a fun conversation. I also was thinking this, though. Uh, before we get into some football talk, i got to ask my guy about a, a life thing. The other thing I was thinking about was um, I was thinking about how so much of, of health and, like, taking care of yourself these days has become, like, Instagram reels. Like, people work out because they want to put it on Instagram. It's not, yeah. as, it's not as much about just your holistic feeling good. You, you like, need to show it off or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I also find it funny when you do start to, like, try to take care of yourself and you're, like, you tell people in your life, like, I've been doing hot yoga, you know? I haven't been drinking, you know? I've been trying to eat better. And so many people look at you, they're, like, why? Like, what's wrong with you? Are you trying to be some self-righteous guy? And then they get even more confused because you haven't been, like, dialoguing the whole thing and bragging about it on Twitter or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I, just, I find it so funny. Like, these people give you these inquisitive looks. And I, I think, though, I don't know. What do you think? What is Why is it that people sometimes, when you are sharing, that maybe you're bettering yourself? But you're not doing it in a braggadocious way. You're, you're just, you know, what's been going on with you? Oh, you know, I just decided to start doing this kind of stuff. It's really great for me or whatever. So often they're like... What's going on? What are you doing? Why is it like that? What's one of my? It, it, it gives credence to one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs, "Communication Breakdown." Right. Mm, interesting. What has happened is we have gotten away from some of those social pleasantries, the ex- actual authentic relational exchange. Interesting. It's, it's it's swipe right, like this, thumbs up, thumbs down, single serving. So when someone actually has some depth, people are like you. Why, why am I listening to this? Can I just like it or dislike it and move on? Sure. Like, there's the art of conversation, the art right. of communication, the art of interaction. It's also, like, the, such a weird psychological element, too, though, where, like, if you know you're not treating your health that well, mm-hmm. you, like, want others to be like you so that it enables you or something like that, right? Like, you kind of resent the person that decided to not do that, that decided to take care of themselves. It's, it's a weird psychological dynamic. You know, I, I agree with that. Where I see it the most, cigarette smokers. Interesting. Uh, in which you have... Uh, for you know, form reformed smokers who are now around smokers who will 
you know, preach the gospel about how and why it's not great. Hmm, and and not like you said in a great SAT, ACT word, kids, braggadocious state, uh, but just more, I am now enlightened. I am now conscious. Let me share that with you. And some people, they don't want that shine. And that's okay. Psychology, philosophy. Sociology. Regime's about to have some physiology with this lotus that he's drinking. Pounding it, kids. <laughs> if he gets the whole thing down for the first segment, I don't know, to the moon. You want us to keep it tuned, I promise. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Regime Seabrook. Kicking it with us here in studio. Want to be a part of the conversation? 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. All right, so I was in Bozeman on Wednesday. Montana State hosted their media day. How was that? It was good. Okay. Um, and the vibe I got coming out of, of uh, Bobcat land was this is an incredibly confident team. They carry a lot of confidence from their run to the national championship last year. And I also think that the, the farther away you get from the program, the more there's a huge question mark at quarterback. Because Tommy Mallott took the world by storm last year. One of the great three-game postseason runs we've ever seen. But they got knocked out in the first quarter of the national championship game against North Dakota State. He had to have off-season surgery. So people are wondering, you know, did he catch lightning in a bottle? Was it a flash in the pan? How does he do it again? He was a preseason All-Big Sky selection. He's never started a game in the league. That's a lot of pressure on a kid who's only a sophomore. But the closer you get to the program, you ask these guys, you ask the players, you ask the coaches, and they're like, there is no doubt Tommy Mallott is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I asked Brent Vegan, do you worry about putting this much pressure on a kid who's only started four games in his whole life? He's never even started a regular season game. And Vegan said, we're not one bit worried about it. We fully know that this kid is a special kid, and we know that he's going to be able to take on all the pressure. So that in itself is a testament to Tommy Mladen and his focus and uh, you know just, just sort of the way he's wired. But that also leads us to a bigger conversation. So first of all, what do you think of that dynamic? Because I, I, the bigger conversation I want to have is just how important is the belief of a team in a quarterback? The quarterback's performance is essential, but also I think galvanizing your team or not galvanizing your team is is also important. We're going to get to that, though. What do you think of this sort of phenomenon of Tommy Mallott? It seems the closer you are to Bobcat football, the better you think he is. The farther you are, the more you're like, hmm, was it lucky last year? Was it a flash in the pan? What do you think? Kid's a gamer. For sure. Let me tell you, I, I coached against this That's kid. That's the other in, thing is, Regime, for those that haven't been following <clears> along, he coaches at Missoula Sentinel. He's coached around high schools in Missoula for what, like 15 years now? A long, a, a really a long, long time. time. So he has a great evaluation, though, of a lot of these double-A kids. Tommy Mallott was the best player in double-A in 2019, the Montana State Great Player of the Year at BU. Period. Yeah, this, I mean, he, this former Butte Bulldog is a legit football player backslash quarterback. Um when you have confidence with ability, with skills, and it is now fully matriculated into that system, it's, this kid's going to be lights out next year. All right. Here's the two things I'll say. I don't know how good Tommy Mallott's going to be. Very good. But I can almost guarantee you he's going to be as good as he can be within the scope of this season because he's that hard of a worker. He mm -hmm. wants it that much. Mm -hmm. Again, where is his baseline and where does he get to? I mean, is his baseline, you know, just a mediocre guy and is is – Ceiling for this year's we all don't know. I don't, we don't know. We don't know. But he's going to get, barring an injury, he's going to get as good as he possibly can get. The other thing is, though, as we reported on Skyline Sports earlier this week, as I have been speculating and predicting for almost a month, Isaiah Fonse, Montana State's first team All American senior running back, is almost certainly not going to play in their opener. Brent Vegan called him month to month at this point. So that's not day to day. That's a, that's a long time. So I don't think we're going to see um, Afonso anytime in early September, maybe not till late September. But then how does that affect Tommy Mallott as well? I actually think that I'm going to take a contrarian view on that, though. Afonso is an unbelievable workhorse type running Talented back. Talented guy. So good in the inside and outside zone. The Absolutely. Gap, the gap scheme stuff they used to run under Jeff Choate, perfect for that, right? He, he mm -hmm. is such a, you know, one cut. One cut north. I mean, he, he's like Emmett Smith, man. He really is. He's the big sky version of Emmett Smith. His one build, cut downhill. Look, look, look at his build. Look at how 100%. his pads fall on his body. He looks like a smaller Emmett Smith. Uh, and so last year, though, in the, in the kind of quick game RPO stuff that they were doing, uh, Afonso is going to always be a good running back no matter what He's going to get his, period. But he, taking him out of the system actually, though, gives them now the opportunity to play all their other running backs like Kegan Williams, who's a transfer from San Diego State. 
Um, Lane Sumner, who's a really shifty guy out of Huntley Project. Elijah Elliott, who was looking like a breakout guy last year as a freshman before he got hurt. But he, those guys are way more like slashers, scat backs, mm-hmm. can catch the ball in the backfield. Mm-hmm. You add that with Malat and all the RPO stuff, like the little arrow routes that they run where he's like... Love me some arrows. I mean, he's basically, you know, he's running play action out of the backfield. Then he's like reading the tackle and he can dump to the tight end or take off. Or take off, off. yeah, totally. They can do better stuff like that, though, with faster running backs, right? Well, not only that, but then you, you can't scheme to put eight in the box to try to stop eight, one running back. Uh, sometimes that Afonso does sometimes uh, command from other defenses and D coordinators. What I like about this is it also opens up the playbook for Montana State. A lot of these guys are, are unknown X factors, sure. which then makes defensive coordinators coming into Montana State, who is he? How do sure. we play? Right, right. Um, there's there's a certain set series for this guy with Tommy Malad in yep. there. There's a set, so it makes it really hard to assess and ascertain where this kid is. Where's the baseline? Yep. Week one doesn't look like week five. Losing Isaiah Fonte, I'm not trying to justify and say that this is somehow a good thing for the Cats. No, it's not, not at all. It's not. He's one of the best players in the country, period. period. I have said he's the best running back in the league since he was a sophomore. So uh, he's a really good player. That leads me, though, to the conversation I want to have. Proceed. The other part of when people are asking what Tommy Malott is or isn't is that I tell them one of the only things that matters is everybody in that building believes in him. That's Talking all you need. to his teammates, they were like, man, like there's no doubt this dude is going to lead us to the promised land. So they believe. That's why they went on that run last year. Matt McKay sees himself out. He sees himself right in the transfer portal and right out of a national championship Bye. run. And uh, Tommy Mott takes over. Everybody on the team was like, about time. You know, Troy Anderson was like, this is the dude I wanted the whole time, right? So, mm-hmm. But that leads me to the conversation of how important you think that dynamic is because everybody keeps asking me what I think of the Grizz. The Grizz brought in a graduate transfer in Lucas Johnson from San Diego State. He looks good on film, but I keep telling people the number one factor is does the team believe in him? him. That defense has guys that have been there for like half of our lives, right? I mean, Patrick <laughs> O'Connell, Robbie Houck. I mean, these dudes are sixth-year guys that have been Thank like four-year starters, right? Do those guys believe in Lucas Johnson? That's what I think is going to be the key. Uh, I, so I guess the question to you, though, is how important is, like, let's say there's a public perception that's different than the, the team perception. How important or more important is the team perception of the guy playing quarterback? The team perception is more important than the public perception. Like Lamar, Lamar Jackson's a great example of what I'm talking about. Great example. The national media is always like, can he do it? Scrutiny, can he win the big scrutiny. Game? The people in Baltimore, especially the players, the defensive guys are like, that's our dude. That dude's a baller. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that's just, that's called in-house and out-of-house, right? And in this situation, Lucas Johnson was brought here for a reason. Bobby and this program wanted him here for a reason. Is the belief there that remains to be seen? Belief also comes uh, in the face of adversity. How does this guy, you know, pick himself back up after getting knocked down? So the belief is yet to be instilled, installed, and sustained uh, pending play. Uh, I think as far as X's and O's and what happens on paper, the belief is there. This guy is there. But we shall see. What are you What are you smiling about for all the people just listening and not watching? He's that's a Kool Aid smile. Hey kids, Nuanas now. ESPN Radio. Jeep Seaver kicking it with us here in studio. Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Well, we're talking Grizz football. We're talking Bobcat and Grizz football. We're talking Big Sky Conference football. But the Grizz uh, start. They everybody they reported for camp today. Today, yes. It's all classroom stuff. These first couple days, then they hit the field on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm laughing at is this is the. I, I'm going to show you a picture. This is a picture of all the Grizz linebackers showing up to camp today. So you got your boy Gino Leonard, who you helped coach uh, in there, but you also got Patrick O'Connell, Levi Janicaro, Tyler Flink, Braxton Hill, Marcus Wellnell, uh, Ma- Michael Matthews. Hilarious because they're they're dressed in unison. These guys are all wearing their cowboy clothes. Plat it out. It's also funny though, because this is like Bobby Houck's program in a nutshell. <laughs> you you, you got a walk on from Kalispell. You got a walk on from Missoula Big Sky. You got another walk on from Missoula Big Sky. You got a walk on in G, in Gino Leonard from Missoula Central. Of course, the walk on from Kalispell is Patrick O'Connell. The Missoula Big Sky walk ons Levi Janicaro and Tyler Flink. Then you got a, maybe a partial guy, but I think a walk-on who's now wearing number 37 in Marcus Wellnell. You got a gray shirt walk-on in Braxton Hill. And you got one out-of-state scholarship guy in this whole picture, senior Michael Matthews. 
what I mean, if it if Bobby Houck's program isn't personified by walk-on linebackers from Montana who become super I don't know what is, man. That's just well, such a that great and DBs because I feel like he has the same number of walk-on DBs that are Montana born right? and raised no as well. No that's kidding. a great picture. Uh, you should somehow caption that and say that's a. That doesn't encapsulate. What a what a great picture, especially my man Gino Leonard, big old burly linebacker from Missoula Sentinel, and miss his presence and that smile in those glasses of his. <laughs> it's actually interesting because uh, Gino Leonard, good player at Missoula Sentinel, for great sure. player. Um, and I think that the the place where guys like him first get their chance is just running down on kicks and punts, right? Mm-hmm. But they've had so many linebackers that he's even having to wait his turn for that, right? Like he's still behind guys like Flink and guys like uh, some former teammates, Jackson Lee, Ryan, Ryan Tyrrell from Missoula Loyola, David Copang, Copang, like Missoula those, Loyola. those guys are all kind of getting it. it. It is such a, it's such an interesting formula. Cause on one hand, I wish that the Grizz and Bobby Hawk would give the kids more money in state, mm-hmm. but he also gets them to then go earn those scholarships. Cause like every single one of these dudes, Good players in high school walk onto the Grizz and become all big sky players. Dogs, man, that's what you want. He, Bobby's got a little kennel going. Not like Michael Vick, though. Don't get it confused. <laughs> Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, Reggie Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas here in studio. Talking about the uh, the confidence that a team has uh, in a quarterback. Let's get back to that. I, I think because like, I think about this with Weber State's teams the last several years too. Hmm. They have not. The, there's, there's this notion, and I hear this from Grizz fans a lot. I hear this from football fans a lot. Period. If only we could get the quarterback. If only we could fix the quarterback. If we had one of the best quarterbacks in the league, we're going to win the Natty. It is a huge deal, right? And part Mm -hmm. of the North Dakota State thing, for all of their offensive linemen and their continuity and running the ball and playing defense and hitting you in the mouth, they've also had three guys that were NFL draft picks at quarterback. It helps a lot. (laughs) A skosh. I mean, it helps helps a little bit. So, you know, there there is the example out there how, how you can have you know, cold weather, ball control, physical-like programs, and also have elite talent at quarterback. That said, though, I think that the factor here, again, I don't think Lucas Johnson needs to be the best quarterback in the league for the Grizz to be a league championship team. I just think that the team needs to think that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Does that make sense? It does. It's the theory versus application mindset. Sure. Uh, in theory, we have all the confidence in the world, and until he plays the first game, there's just no way to apply such said theory. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, and I, I do think that it trickles throughout you know all levels of football. I mean, I saw this with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, your boy Casey. Everybody, everybody, I should say everybody. There's so many people out there that just they they can't evaluate Kirk Cousins properly. He throws for a bunch of yards. He's thrown for a bunch of yards when he was Tons. going when he was going four and twelve in Washington too. Yeah, he he has won one big game in his whole life. That's a real thing. The playoff game they won against New Orleans, but those Vikings teams when Mike Zimmer was the coach, they were built almost exclusively on their defense. Mm-hmm. And when they had Case Keenum, Mister Electricity, back there, you know, freaking out, the the defense had had faith in him though, and that those teams were better. Then the teams with Kirk Cousins, even though Kirk Cousins is quote-unquote better, he's better in fantasy or something. His Madden rating might be better. He's not better. The team doesn't have more faith in him. I just think that the faith in a quarterback is, is so paramount, and I think that that's what I noticed most at Montana State's Pro Day. They have a lot of faith in Tommy Touchdown, and I think that's a key factor for the Grizz. The one thing I can say, though, is we've had Marcus Wilnell on this show a couple mm-hmm. times this summer. Uh, he's been able to swing by because he's also doing some um, promotions for his dad's car wash, Dazzler's Car Wash, just right behind us here. So Marcus comes in to cut an ad. Of course, we get some interviews with him, whatever. But I was asking him about Lucas Johnson, and, and he says that they're very confident in him. So I do. I, I think that Luke, Lucas Johnson certainly needs to be adequate or good this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. He does not need to be Walter Payton award-winning good, though, but he just needs to have the locker room. He needs to have the team behind him. He needs Robbie Howe and Patrick O'Connell to want to go ball for this guy. And uh, if that happens, I think the Grizz are in for a very special season. If the confidence that the Cats have in Tommy Mallott is justified, the Cats are going to have a very special season, too. I don't know, man. I think I think that when this thing comes down the pipe, I think that uh, November 19th in Bozeman, the rivalry game, I think it's going to be at the very least for a playoff spot, but I think it could be for the Big Sky title. I think so, too. I think that uh, we already know where Montana State is. They're the they're the Big dogs on the block right now, and and uh, the Grizz are getting 
their feet back under them to gain traction. Um, I feel that every game that the Grizz play this year is going to be an important one, especially with all the new faces in new places. But uh, I'm looking forward to that next Brawl of the Wild because I, I agree with you, Coulter. It's either going to be for the Big Sky title and or a higher uh, higher ranked posi- a seed higher going into seat. the playoffs. No yeah. question. Rajiv Seabrook <laughs> riding with us here on Nuanas Now. My man. Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. More football talk right after this. Keep it right here. Rolling through your Friday. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. He didn't finish the Lotus during the first segment. So, I, I mean, that could be good news because it means he's got more juice for the rest of the show. <laughs> or, or, or maybe it's also good news because he doesn't spin off the planet. New is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Rajim Seabrook rolling with us here on your Friday. You want to stream the show, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Working out some bugs on the app. Thanks for the feedback on the app. But if you want to stream the show, go to 1029ESPN.com. Appreciate it. Uh, also, if you want to be a part of this show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. You got a Kavon Thibodeau auto, you were saying. That's dope. You know what's up? Uh, gotta but get you were saying you don't cars. think he's going to be very good. I just I think he's undersized. And yeah, I know, but guess what, dude? Guess who else is undersized? Vaughn Miller and Khalil Mack. They also don't play for the New York football Giants. Yeah, well, you know who also was undersized as an edge guy once upon a time who did play for the New York football Giants? I'm not trying to say Kayvon Thibodeau is the next Lawrence Taylor, but I'm just saying, like, the dude who created the undersized outside linebacker. The, the best edge the rusher ever, according to ESPN. Here's just the th- here's the throwing thing, that dude. out there. Here's the thing. You're a Giants guy. Yeah, through and through with Big Blue. You're also falling into what so many of the despondent fan bases do. You know, oh, man, my team is such a dysfunctional organization. Nobody's ever going to get a figure it out here. I have so much more faith in the Giants than I do in so many of the other franchises. The, the, the NFL teams that are in that six wins and under over under like we did last week. Which was so fun. Th- those NFL teams that are in the same number area as the Giants, all of them have significantly bigger organizational problems than the Giants. I agree. So I think Kayvon Thibodeau is not in like, it's not like going to Detroit where like your career is just is going to have a struggle to start, you know, or Cleveland where you really are, you know, you really do have a curse or like Houston right now, which is just like such a train wreck. I just don't trust the pieces around him this year to get him to where he could be due to the echelon that he is in athletically. Yeah, uh, I, I'm very, Fair. I'm very interested to see. I the, the the Sports Illustrated article leading up to the NFL. I guess it was the Sports Illustrated issue leading up to the uh, NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, who was uh, ended up actually falling. He was supposed to be one of the two number one picks. It was Kayvon Thibodeau or, or Hutchinson. Neither one of those guys ended up getting picked. Excuse me, Trayvon Walker from Georgia ended up getting picked. Um, who looks really good, by the way. Another conversation for another day. Yeah, the Jags still look terrible. Though, the Jags man. still look terrible. I mean, the Jags, the Jags lost 27-11 to the New York Jets the other night. Like, Walker looked good. He had a tackle for loss, and he had a sack. I thought it was the Raiders. It was the Raiders. Okay. You're right. Excuse me. You're right. I, I got my logos mixed up. I was trying to use my photo memory of the ticker tape, and I, I think I must have seen the uh, the Jets. The Raiders are actually pretty good, too. Uh, They look 
polished last night, even in preseason. For sure. They look good. Last thought, though, on, on Kayvon Thibodeau. The, the article about him in Sports Illustrated was really, really good. I mean, he mm-hmm. is a very, very smart, thoughtful guy. Very. Um, it's actually funny. I started following him on, on Twitter when he was like a sophomore in high school. Because mm-hmm. former Montana State head football coach Jeff Choate, he had come from Washington. And so he would just throw out a wide net in recruiting. He would offer a bunch of the best guys on the West Coast. Most of those guys would end up then going to Oregon and Washington like Kayvon Thibodeau did. But I remember when he tweeted, got my first offer from Montana State. So I started following him on Twitter. And here he is like four years later, he becomes the number five overall pick in the draft. I don't know, man. I think he's a really interesting kid. I think if he can figure out a way to sort of wade through this this murky time with the Giants, get into that second, third, fourth year, he does have so much athletic potential. So much. But if he blew up in New York, I think his personality, he's hes hes a little bit interesting. He could be a superstar, though. Megastar, and that's kind of my... I mean, Odell Beckham-esque in like how unique he is, right? But he's smarter than Odell he's Beckham, a lot, too. Uh, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I Od- wouldn't say he's more stable than <laughs> Odell Beckham. His pursuits are based in like intellect and business rather than Odell Beckham's totally. pursuits are are based in what? Him. Self-righteous and Him. you know being on GQ magazine and you know, <sighs> wearing the fashion and doing the thing. Yeah, right. That's what all about me. What I like about Kayvon Thibodeau is he is a very smart, introspective uh, young man. What I hope does not happen, and it's kind of already you know bubbling over on the East Coast, just a, a skosh, if you will, is the persona is already eclipsing the ability. Uh, and that's not his fault because the season just hasn't started yet, but I always fear the big personas. You get to the Big Apple, and all of a sudden you're shining before you've, you've done anything on the field. And then the expectation does, you know, the perception doesn't meet up with the reality. And then that's how, um, in an athlete-sensitive society, if you don't do it right this first year, you're already way behind the eight ball. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The uh, I, I've been waiting for you to talk to this about because um, you, I mean, first of all, you work professionally, basically in in equity in the job place. I mean, that, that is basically what you master in, what you are a master of. Mm-hmm. And I think that the story of Brittany Griner that's currently mm. playing out, it has sports attached to it because she obviously is a, a superstar in the game of women's basketball. Yes. It has a lot of equity attached to it because most of these um, prominent women's basketball players wouldn't be playing overseas in Russia if it wasn't for the inequity be- uh, between salaries of the NBA and the WNBA. Now, I'm not foolish or or ignorant enough to, to think that Anybody in the WNBA should be making anywhere close to anything that an NBA player makes. And that is economics alone. That is it. That is business. The NBA teams make such unbelievable profits that the league minimum will certainly always be several times higher than the league maximum in the WNBA. I think the WNBA has more of a marketing problem than they do. What I'm saying is if the WNBA was more popular, they could make more money. And if they could make more money, maybe less of these... Uh, young ladies would be playing over in Russia. That's where most of the superstars in the WNBA go to make a real living, to make you know the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in the in that top Russian league. Uh, but then there's also just like a geopolitical part of this Brittany Griner as well. For those who haven't been following, uh, she was arrested in an airport uh, for possessing um, a cartridge, ha- hash cartridge, right? And and there's just so much to this, right? Like. Why do you have it? What are you doing? You know, make better decisions. If you if you have to have it, don't put it in your bag. Put it in your friend's bag. I don't know. There's so many different things here. That said, though, uh, this is a this would be a you know a minor crime with the greatest punishment, basically the 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 scorn of stupidity in the public the court of public opinion. If this was happened in America, but now, Brady Griner has been sentenced to nine years in prison uh, in Russia. Um. Seems incredibly severe. But also, though, for those who haven't been following closely to this story, there was a, a basically a trade that was facilitated uh, a little while ago, and it was going to be for a Russian arms dealer who's like an international war criminal traded straight up for Brittany Griner. And then that got out, and a lot of people were pushing back saying, well, we want Brittany Griner to be free, but we also don't want to trade for someone that is dangerous on a global level. There's just so much here. You, you feel bad for her. You wish she would have made a different decision. There's a discussion as to why these women even have to play in Russia. 
there's just there's a lot to unpack here, it, but it's an unfortunate situation. It's it's too bad that there's somebody uh, that's in the public eye because of sports that's caught up as basically an international diplomacy pawn. Yeah, I feel sorry for Brittany Griner because it's just <clears throat> not a position anyone should be in, uh, given her stature physically, socially. Um, where she is cannot be comfortable uh, on any on, on any uh, platform. What I fear is Brittany Griner is one of thousands that are in this situation, right? She just sure. happens to be famous and 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 got caught. But there are thousands of Americans and thousands of you know hundreds of countries are sure. on the planet that are also dealing with this. So for sure, let's bring that to light. What I don't like is this Game of Thrones being played between mm -hmm. two societies and two cultures and two countries. Um, we're talking about a twenty-something-year-old professional athlete who got pinched for pot. Versus someone who makes millions of dollars by death dealing. Sure. Right. And, 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 and that's the, the, the Game of Thrones that we're willing to, to, to engage in. Like, I, mean, I got no love for you, Brittany, but I don't, I don't think trading across the board for someone who's going to re-engage in killing people right. or making profit uh, by doing so. Uh-uh. I know. And, that, and that's – it's – so unfortunate that she is the pawn. So it's in, uh, within this, but from, from a pure like war strategy. I mean, this is like an intellectual war that's happening right now, right? I mean, the the days of of world wars and trench warfare and all that stuff. Those are Over. in the past, right? So now we Over. we only fight wars of, of science and mass destruction and, and technology, technology and intellect, right? Uh, from a pure war game standpoint, I mean. The, the Russians have the upper hand in this so much because, like you're saying, I mean, we're talking about they're exploiting the, the worship of fame via sport Absolutely. of the American public. Absolutely. And then trying to strong arm, like you're saying, for a merchant of death. I mean, it, it's a I crazy, think that was his nickname. It's a crazy geopolitical situation, and it's it's really just unfortunate that Brady Griner's caught up in it. The other part that's unfortunate is I actually think that there would have – if. Let's take Brittany Griner out of it. Yes. And just say it's a famous American athlete. I think that there's a variety of famous American athletes that if this exact situation happened to, they would be under fire and, and be under trial and per, perhaps on their way to prison in Russia. But then the fact is, and the circumstances, and maybe even the coincidence that it is Brittany Griner, then there's also a, a lot of vitriol in America toward her. Totally. She has... Uh, been an outspoken um, opponent of the national anthem at games. She has absolutely. She has sat during the national anthem, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, for for better or not, for unfortunately, in a lot of in a lot of ways, although that uh, although that is an exercise of your First Amendment rights, she has been scrutinized as somebody maybe that is not a patriotic person. So what I'm saying is, it's doubly unfortunate because I think a lot of people in America are like. Well, just let that person, you know, we're definitely not trading for an arms dealer because just let her sit over there in Russia. You know what I'm saying? I say don't do the, 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 the political swap uh, for this, this death dealer, but I do say bring Brittany Grimes home. I, I don't think that we as a country need to succumb to the societal geopolitical peer yeah. pressures of, of, of trying to do that. I'm sorry, it just it doesn't equate. The other thing is one that has nothing to do with the other. Sure. Like can we can we not have such petulant responses out of political leaders for sure, regardless of the country of origin? Give me a break. Well, the last thing I'll say on this is that uh, although the, the news of the week this week was that Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison in Russia. This is also a move of posturing. They needed to get a sentence on the books. So then that's basically Russia saying, this is what we equate this crime to. Trade us something that equates to this number of years in prison, right? So this, what I'm saying is this story... Uh, is far far from over far from over we had to we had to talk about it it's well, the it's the biggest story in america right now because it's not just on sports center right this is on abc every, and nbc and fox news and you know outlet. cnn and everything because Absolutely. this is a political story this is an international relations uh, diplomacy story as much as it is i guess a basketball I, I, got, story. I got a question for you is does this create a slippery slope if the trade does happen because then it it opens up a gate to say, hey, nab this one to get another one back. Well, so I think that the slippery slope for this is going to be that the United States is going to say that American basketball players, if you want to play in the WNBA, you can't go play in that league. Well, then pay them. I know. The problem, pay them. I know it's it's all about 
revenue, though. That's the issue. The WNBA players don't get paid too little because the owners are greedy. They just don't get paid any money because the league doesn't make any money. Right. Well, invest differently, promote differently, market differently, televise differently. See, that's, so, that's it. That's it. They need the, the WNBA is stuck in this vicious cycle because the single reason it is not as popular as other women's sports is it's not promoted in a correct no, way. No. The 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 national sports media no. glorifies and drools over the United States women's soccer team. Yes. We glorify women's tennis players. Truth. Gymnasts and Olympians and all these different golfers. The WNBA because of the demographic, the the unusual sizes of the women, the the, the time of year that they're playing. The time of year they play. The sexuality what they look like. All of those things are detrimental to the league's brand, and that says everything about us that you need to know. It has nothing to do with them. No, it's society and, as but, a whole. But it, this this was the article in Sports Illustrated last summer when they were talking about how the phenomenon is, it's not, the WNBA is not not popular because women's basketball is not popular. College women's basketball is wildly it's popular. It's huge. Why? Because they serve it to you on a platter. What what the media serves you is what you're going to absorb. That's what I'm always trying to tell everybody as they uh, listen to this show. There's a definitive reason that everybody's talking about quarterbacks in the NFL all the time. That's the narrative that the media serves you. They're always going to serve you the easiest to palette narrative. And so when it comes to this phenomenon, though, you're right. The WNBA has a ton of uphill battle to fight. But I do think that, this, that one of the follow to this maybe will be maybe some of these women not being able to go play internationally. I don't know. This is a much too broad conversation. It's a deep conversation. And to be honest, although it's important, it's just not that fun. And this is a Friday, so we want to have some fun. We're going to learn some history lessons right after this. And we got some NFL talk and free pizza Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. You're listening to Nuanas Now. This is Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. There's only a couple songs in the whole world that they never lose their luster. That song is the exact same as the first time I heard it, man. It is so good every time. DJ Premier is timeless. We we try to not play the same songs around here that much. If there's a song that gets in the rotation, you know, three, four, five times in a given year, that means it's definitely one of my favorite songs. But that song, we play around here a lot when Rajim Seabrook's in the studio with us because we both just love it, man. We both just love getting down. To it. It's known as now ESPN Radio as well as SWX uh, Montana Television. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. Appreciate you being here. Rajiv, I'm going to ask you a random question so that I can walk across the room and get this book because the book that we're doing for this segment is on the other side of the room. Give people the the, the high school football schedule while I go uh, grab this book. What's going on? Like, when do you guys actually start? I know you guys have been doing seven-ons and stuff like that. When's ball camp actually start? Uh, it starts... Wednesday the 10th this week uh, equipment gets handed out uh, we go to shells you know two a days start in the classroom much like the NFL first couple of days it's just onboarding installing uh, getting you know used to new jargon new players and new positions new coaches so it's uh it's it's just it's all about uh, getting ready and gearing up kids are excited everyone's two inches taller 30 pounds heavier. Two brain cells, less smart, <laughs> talking about myself, no one else. Um, so, yeah, and that's just going on across the state. Every 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 young person in the state of Montana will be breaking ground for this uh, upcoming football season sometime next week. I love it, man. It's a fun time of year. Absolutely. We, we can't wait for it to all get rolling. Uh, let's have a little history lesson here. This is from our 100 Greatest Sports Heroes book, The Caveat. This book published in 1954. So very funny and fun. To, to go through it. I, I've been very surprised. I would say I probably know 60 to 65% of, of it, what's in here. But that means I also don't know, you know, 30, 35, 40% of, of some of these sports figures. And as somebody that considers myself a, a sports, you know, or just a historian in general, somebody that's very interested in um, 19th and 20th century American history, uh, this book, it, it, it's been can, a fun exercise. Can I defend you, though, sure. my friend, mi hermano, my brother, for those who aren't bilingual? Um 
the thing about that is sports in America when this book came out sure. was so different. Oh no, question, right? right? I hate to say it, no one's no one's going to watching billiards anymore. No one's yeah, yeah. going to you know national dart tournaments. And not taking anything away from those sports backslash activities, but just those things were a bit more prominent in our society then. So it's interesting. Like if we had a book like this made today, right? It would be inundated with like the, mostly the big three. Uh, that, we might get that, a Michael Phelps page. Uh, that's why it's so fun. Is, yeah. is looking at some of this. So the, here's our history lesson for today. We're on page 87. We've just been going in alphabetical order. We're on to the O's now. This is such a good one. Annie Oakley, get your gun. Little sure shot. I'm just going to read you one paragraph from this. That's a Beastie Boy line. Wherever she went, Annie Oakley brought crowds by the thousands to see her incredible feats with the rifle. Her unerring eye amazed all who watched her, and always they demanded to see her favorite trick, hitting pennies tossed into the air. She's shooting these with a lever-action rifle. First of all, that is so dangerous, but second of all, she could just hit them straight out the air. So on one special occasion, Annie gave a demonstration of this trick of hers that has never been duplicated. 5,000 pennies were tossed up for her to shoot at, and she hit 4,777 of them. Unbelievable. She was widely considered the greatest shooter on planet Earth. Little sure shot, Annie Oakley. Amazing. Let's do a couple more because we got, we got about two more minutes before we uh, we got to take a break. Now we're uh, the O's are a section that this is crazy. I actually have this is like three or four in a row that I have no idea. I knew about Annie Oakley. Of course. She's sort of a. Like an urban, she's like in pop culture, right? Like totally. If you say Annie Oakley, people are like, oh, they're a good shooter. Like, you know what I mean? Like totally. it's become like a lexicon of, of yeah. America. This is a good one though. The mighty muscle man Perry O'Brien. For a long time, track and field history nursed three myths of the unattainable in human physical performance. There was the 15 foot pole vault, the four minute mile, and the 60 foot shot put. First to fall to man's refusal to accept anything as impossible was the pole vault limit. But second, Perry O'Brien, the first man to ever throw the shot put more than 60 feet. He threw it 60 feet, five and a half inches when he was uh, just 22 years old. Crazy. Unbelievable. So... In high, I have a lot of like connection with this book because every time you bring someone up, I actually know him. So in high school, the we called that the Perry Pop, and the Perry <laughs> Pop was back in originally they would uh, shot putters would spin until ninety degrees yeah. and then get rid of it. He made famous what a lot of people still use today, the whole 180. So what he added to the shot put was called a, a pop is what our coach called it. But he literally used the used torque in his body to elongate his shot put. The historic moment in which he threw more than 60 feet came on May 8th, 1954. So this would have, the, the, the year this book came out. So this was basically Perry O'Brien planning his way right into this book. Fun times. We're on page 91. We're going to keep on rolling all the way until we get to the end of this thing. 145 pages in it. Can't wait. That's a good amount. That's like 55 more lessons for everybody. That's like 30 more pages than most of my friends have read in the last decade. <laughs> that's why you know who you are. That's why we're friends, because we actually read the books. A lot is now ESPN Radio. Maybe we'll do some book reviews, but we're definitely going to talk some NFL, and we're definitely going to have some fun in hour number two. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 